Hey, everybody, and welcome, 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 welcome to what we're calling the Wednesday Night Watch Party. Yeah, so Wednesday Night Watch Party, where we gather together, family, friends, all getting together to worship God, to dig into God's Word together. And I'm super excited for the people we have, which, by the way, if you have a great watch party, what do you got to have? You got to have food. So I cook for these guys tonight. It's the recipe I put on last week, which is a slow-cooked stew. And Shanisha, what'd you think? Okay, Sarah? I thought it was so good. So okay, good. it's honestly so good and it smells good. Ernie, did you like it? Okay, Ernie and I, Ernie and I cooked, in, uh, we, we don't cook together, but we cook. And, uh, and Ernie, you have a big green egg? I got a big green egg. Yes, I do. And I got another, bought another little smoker for the trailers. There you go. So I have a big green egg and I have a Louisiana uh, grill smoker. And so next week, Ernie, you know what I'm going to make? New York steak. New York steak, guys. It is uh, marinated for over three hours in a special marinade, which, yeah. And then you sear that back? baby. Yeah. Um, I'm thinking about five, 525 degrees, and uh, it's going to be good. So next week, you guys get some of that. If you want to know how to make the marinade to make New York steak so good, it's incredible. We will be posting that right now on social media so you can get that, too. So you can have your own Wednesday night watch party on Thursday <laughs> or whatever day you want. Uh, but it's just about coming together, about being family, about being friends, because in Christ, we're all brothers and sisters in the Lord. And, and these are people I love. Uh, as a matter of fact, back over there is Lauren Proust, who uh, 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 I, we love Lauren. Uh, and we're going to talk about music tonight. Lauren released an incredible song called Fern with an amazing video. Uh, Lauren, I, you're on the fan. So, uh, so that is available on all music platforms also. But you know what we want to do right now is we want to worship God. So we're going to worship God with the song uh, that is another song that I love. It's called Prayed. And, and Prayed was written by our SIA team. And, and it's about the whole idea of how coming before the Lord should cause you to have this incredible joy, right? And it's out of Isaiah chapter 55 where the, it says the trees of the fields clap their hands and they go forth with joy. They go forth with praise. And uh, by the way, that song is releasing on Friday on iTunes, Spotify, all the other platforms. And the video releases Sunday on our YouTube channel. But let's pray and let's go see God together. Lord, we love you. And uh, very often we have times of rejoicing and celebration. And then other times we have challenge and heartache and pain. In both those times, your joy is our strength. And that joy lifts us. Your presence causes us to know comfort. And your love brings healing. And I pray right now, if we're celebrating, we'll just lift this song up to you. If we need comfort, if someone tonight needs comfort, if they need healing, the God, they're going to experience you in a special way. In Jesus' name, amen. Amen. All right, church, we're going to go ahead and sing this song together. So wherever you're at in your room, everyone here, we're going to clap our hands. We're going to lift our voices as we worship Jesus tonight. We sing all my life. All my life is for you, Lord. With every breath, I'll bless your name. Highest hands and highest praise. We all sing, oh. 
What a joyful life you bring. Come on, we lift it up. All my life is for you, Lord. With every breath, I'll bless your name. We sing highest hands. Highest hands and highest praise. We all sing, oh. What a joyful life you bring.
God, praise God. By the way, I don't know if you've ever heard about the five love languages, but there are five languages we use to express love that become very meaningful to people. You might be surprised at this. Those five love languages are very meaningful to God. Uh, one of those is words of affirmation. We just did that. We sing things to God that really have meaning to us, expressing our praise for Him. But another one of the love languages is giving gifts. And it's interesting how many times in the Bible it talks about coming before the Lord, giving to Him, showing worship, showing love to Him by the way we give. And so right now we're about to come to a time of giving offerings to God. So it could be you're giving your tithe or your tithes and your offering or a special offering to the Lord. But right now, if you want to do that, and I'd love for you to do that with us, text GIVING to 69922. Text giving to 69922. But I want to pray about our offering time right now. Let's go to the Lord in prayer. Father, I know it's not about a religion. It's about the relationship. It's about the love we share with you. And this is a time of expressing love and expressing faith and expressing thanks. As we give to you now and we give to you out of our hearts, we give to you uh, with a joyful heart in Jesus' name. And I do pray, oh Lord, this will bless you. It'll bless you as we give to you now. And I thank you for all those who are giving, whether they're texting in or have another way to do it. Lord, I pray, I pray they know your love and pleasure upon them as you give to them and show love now in Jesus' name. Amen. Amen. So, hey, before we do go into anything else, Christmas is coming. A lot of you, <laughs> there are a bunch of people going, no, don't talk Christmas right now. I'm talking Christmas right now. And uh, uh, there's two things you can do to make Christmas extra special this year, among others. Uh, one is Operation Christmas Child. Uh, that's where uh, you would either physically fill a box or this year, because of what's going on, you could virtually fill a box. And this box will go somewhere in the world to a child who would not have Christmas. Uh, by the way, uh, we support a church in Palestine. And uh, that church is one these boxes go to. And, and Michael, one of the pastors there, was telling me, he said, Chuck, you don't even know what this means. And uh, they're mainly in an Islamic area, and they bring out these boxes, and, and kids flock in to get them. Uh, by the way, and, and the parents let them, knowing it's Christian, knowing we're exalting Christ, and it's a way to witness, a way to share, a way to build a bridge. Uh, and, but I want to say this. There are so many children who would not have Christmas if it wasn't for this. And so you can fill a box. And again, you can do it virtually. And Tracy, where do they go to fill the box? Yeah, you can go to crossroadschurch.family, and it has all the information there to do that. Yeah, yeah, so crossroadschurch.family, and they'll be able to fill a box and make a difference in a child's life. You need to do it right away, though, so we can get those boxes to the kids. Uh, the other thing I want to encourage you to do, you got to do it now so you're ready. Uh, we're going to celebrate Advent this year, the 25 days of Advent. Advent is the coming. It's the first coming of Jesus Christ. His adventing on the world, I guess, isn't right. That's not actually the right <laughs> word. <laughs> Not even close to the right word. All right. So anyway, uh, but we do we do have an Advent journal. And uh, uh, you know what? I, I want to tell you that what we want you to do is every day, about five to ten minutes, just have the same thought. Uh, you could do it uh, as friends. You could do it as family. We're wanting our whole Crossroads family to do this. We have a children's version available, right? Uh, we're going to have our pastors, our teaching team on every day of Advent sharing thoughts with you around the journal. So we need you to get a journal ahead of time. And then every day we're going to focus on Jesus. How many of you have said these words? Man, I don't know that I like Christmas being so commercialized. It needs to be more about Jesus. Right, Ernie? Yeah, yeah. 
Yeah, we both may think that. And so what I want to encourage you to do is get a journal. And Tracy, <laughs> where do they get their journal? Again, at crossroadschurch.family. You can get your journal. Yep, that's so good. And Amazon, and they can search Chuck Boer. And, uh, and, and then they could get, yeah, so there's other ways too. So anyway, uh, we want to do that. Uh, before we go on again, something even I'm going to say it's so important, so important. This is Veterans Day. So I don't know when you're watching this, but we're together on Veterans Day. And we, we are so thankful for the men and the women and the women, Shanisha. Uh, Shanisha was in the Army for how many years? Eight years in the Army serving our country. And uh, Ernie was in the Marines how many years? Uh, four years. Four years in the Marines. So Shanisha served lo- no, no. <laughs> longer she, than you. Yeah, she outranked me. Oh, yeah, yeah. That might be true, huh? Yeah, actually, More than likely. Yeah, yeah. Yeah. I got to say this, Shanisha, you blow me away because you have such a joyous attitude. But to know that you went and served our country the way you did is just moving to me. Yeah. And Ernie, you too. Seriously, man. The, Thank you. The fact you, you did that, and, and it, it goes on. The pride you have being a Marine is real, uh, and I love that. I love that, and so we want to say thank you for your service. Uh, also, we've done something to thank you on another occasion, and Corinne got to do that for us. Uh, so you know, we couldn't do it for everybody, but we felt like we needed to do something. So watch this. Hey, Crossroads. So we have noticed that in light of COVID restrictions and disagreements regarding the election, this has just been a really challenging season of putting our own desires aside for the benefit of others. But we have also seen that there is such a great picture, the best picture of selflessness, really, aside from Jesus, in our veterans. And so in honor of Veterans Day coming up, we wanted to reach out to some of the veterans in our own church family, who we are so blessed to have, and thank them. It's good to see you. Are you hugging or are you high-vibing? Or- Am I allowed to hug him? I will hug you. <laughs> I appreciate it. Well, Thank yeah, so no, much. of course. We appreciate you. I, I appreciate you guys wanting to do something for veterans or even acknowledging um, the veterans that we have at our church. It means a lot to me, so I greatly appreciate it. Thank you. You're so welcome. Appreciate it. Yeah, of course. Proud to have you as a part of our Crossroads family. So we just thank wanted to you. give that to you. Yeah. Beautiful. <laughs> yes, of course. Thank you so much. Thank you. Yeah, you're so welcome. I hope you have a great day. You too. <laughs> wanted to bring you some oh, gifts on behalf of Crossroads Church. Just we're so grateful to have you as a part of our church family and in honor of Veterans Day coming up. And we appreciate what you have done for the country. And so we just wanted to bring you these. Thank you so much. Yes. That's very cool. I'll give you one of these oh, or yep. whatever yep. we can do. Thank you, Marie. Thank you. But thank you guys so much. It's really, really cool. And I had no idea. That's cool. Big deal.
So I want to say again, thank you to all of our vets who have served and are serving. Uh, as a matter of fact, I think it'd really be appropriate right now for us to go to a time of prayer where we can thank God for what you guys did. But also, I want to pray for those who are actually actively serving right now, because you guys know what it's like. You're away from family, right? And that Was that hard? It was very hard. I went overseas at a young age, so I was only 19, so it was even harder because you know, different plays, you're away from family, and so the prayers definitely came up because I had no family anymore to make up for this time. Yeah, praise God. Praise God. Was it hard for you? It was real hard because um, I immediately went overseas. I went to Okinawa. Oh. Uh, you know, I know you were there, so uh, I was I was over there for a year, and just just a change completely and you have no friends I, I was over there by myself so and then you come in with you know 50 60 other guys and you know now you gotta work your way back in but yeah it's real tough and back then it was it was dial phones and yeah so it's real tough letters took three weeks to get so yeah um my dad was in the air force and stationed in okinawa and our family was with him there on base housing um but it was during the vietnam war and I remember I was in high school, and my friends and I would like riding our bikes, and all of a sudden you'd hear the sound of the sirens because it was a stopover from Vietnam for men who and women who were being brought back from combat to be uh, to go to Sukran Naval Hospital. Um, but to see a huge caravan of ambulances pulling up with men coming out, and and we just stood there thinking, wow, you know, and it's, it was hard. It was hard. And then all you know, I had friends who lost their their dads. Mainly dads, um, you know, because they it was a stationing place back at it back like for you, like it could have been somewhere. But let's do that. I want to pray God for you guys, and I want to pray for um, for the vets who are serving. Matter of fact, let me do this. Let me open, and then uh, you know what? You guys pray especially for people who are who are serving right now, because you know you know what it's like. So, Father, I want to thank you for uh, uh, Ernie and for Shanisha and for everybody who served our country so that we can have freedom. And uh, I know it's so right. I know it, uh, God, you love it when we show thankfulness to those who deserve thanks. And so we praise God for every single person, man and woman, who served our country. And uh, we pray right now that they would know, Lord, that they're appreciated, what they did matters. And uh, we thank you in Jesus' name. Lord God, I come before you right now, and I just thank you so much for everything that you've done for us, Lord God. I come... With a special prayer, Lord God, for those who are overseas right now, Lord God, I just thank you for allowing them to make the decision, Lord God, to serve this country, Lord God, and just to be there for others, Lord God. I pray that you comfort them, Lord God, give them a peace that surpasses all understanding, Lord God. Let them know that despite whatever they may be dealing with out there, whatever problems may be going on at home, Lord God, you are still at the center of their life, Lord God, and you are able to comfort them in ways that no one else can. So I just pray that you continue to comfort them. Comfort their families that stateside, Lord God, missing them possibly. And I just thank you for this day. In Jesus' name. Yes, Father, we just uh, we lift up those men and women, Father, that uh, that are in harm's way, Father, and they're overseas, and those that are coming back, Father, that uh, are dealing with the transition from uh, being in some some hostile areas, Father. We just pray that uh, as they come back, Father, that they're greeted with love and they feel your love father and that they're able to adapt and um, work their way back into society father we know that's a difficult time a stressful time father there's some of them reach out and uh, 
put harm on themselves, Father, and we just pray that they would just, uh, you would just meet them during that time of darkness, Father, to just let them know that uh, that you're there for them and they can come to you and feel that comfort. So it's in your son's mighty, powerful name that we pray and we believe. Amen. Amen, amen, amen. Matter of fact, I, I'm so glad you called that out. The transition back um, can be really, really difficult. And so to pray for that all the time, we should, and be sensitive to that. Yeah, I have a, a friend of mine that I went to high school with. His son was in Afghanistan, and he came back, and he's a Purple Heart recipient. So, and it's, it's a you know it's John Calentino. So it's a it's oh, a tough man. it's a tough it's a tough transition. So, um, you know, got to be praying for those guys all the time. And, and you know, uh, suicide is 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 a big thing that with with the military right now. It's a tough transition. So. And it is, and uh, the ongoing um, problem of post traumatic stress. Uh, that, you know, uh, they, people can be helped. By the way, I want to say that. They can be helped. The number one way to get to, to be helped is to get help. Yeah. So if that's you, whether it's military or not, the number way to be helped is to get help um, because help is out there. But uh, I, I, I want to transition to this. Uh, Shanisha and I met because I uh, hosted a singles life group for a while, and you were in that life group, right? Yes, I was. And that's where we became friends. And that's where we became friends. Yeah, yeah. So uh, Tracy was in that life group too. Yeah, that was a great. You, well, actually, it's not over. You guys are still a great group. Yeah. But um, you know what? I don't know why I thought about you, Shanisha, but I was thinking about this woman who uh, was young, successful, vibrant, like you. I that might be why I think about that. And and she uh, was like also wanting to find the right man. Which Ernie, we have a passion to help that happen for people, right? That's right. Yeah, we're always looking for Tracy. Yeah, <laughs> even when we're in Kenya together. Uh. Yeah. So this woman got a job transfer and she ended up, she was an executive in a company and she showed up and she goes into her office and she's kind of, she's excited about her job, but she's also wondering, uh, and I don't know if you guys would do this, wondering if any of the men are eligible. Okay, you would. All right. So, so she's in there and what happens is she sees this incredibly good looking guy walking towards her. And she's like, oh, my gosh. And she doesn't know, is he married, not married? But she's kind of not seeing a ring. And so she thought, okay, I've got to make an impression on him. And so as he comes walking in, she's thinking, well, I, I want him to know, you know, that I'm an executive here. So she picks up her phone, and she starts acting like she's on the phone. And so she's, like, talking all important, and, yeah, and that's it, and we'll take care of that. And she's just being really commanding. And he, and so he looks at her, and she goes, she goes just a minute, and, and wanting him to stay. And then she finally hangs up and said, can I help you? And he said, yeah, I'm here to hook up your phone. <laughs> oh, my God. <laughs> okay. <laughs> that was a good one. Yeah, that was a good one. Oh, that's fun. That's fun. So, you know what? Uh, one time, I, 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 not just one time, very often I'll ask this question. If you're watching, I want you tonight when we're done to answer this question. Not right now. Think about it, but what would your answer be to this? When was the time you really experienced God? I mean, really experienced the presence of God in a way you knew it was God. When was the time that happened? Um, for me, one of those was during my conversion. When I when I met the Lord, I wasn't a Christian, and, and then God showed up. And by the way, I, I'll, I'm not going to go into the story now, but I felt, when I say I felt God, I felt God. Like I felt him, and uh, and I knew it was God. But I asked Pam, my wife, that question. I said, when was the time, Pam, you really experienced God? And she said it was in our car accident. 
um, Pam and I were doing next generation ministry at a church called Christ Church of the Valley. And uh, we, with two of our other youth pastors, were heading uh, to go check out a prayer site. And we're driving on Azusa Avenue in the West Covina area. And we're going about 50 miles an hour, which was, by the way, right at the speed limit. I go, okay, so I'm going uh, 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 in the flow of traffic about 50 miles an hour. And all of a sudden, I look up, and this car comes across way too close. Then she hits the brakes. And I knew it. I knew we were going to hit. And I'm going for the brakes with everything I have. A guy named Tony was sitting behind me. And I'll never it, literally, you know that slow motion? Like his hand, I could see his finger in front of my head going, cha, as we're lurching forward. And uh, uh, I knew it. I knew we were going to hit. And so I remember I prayed this prayer. I said, Lord, here I come. I really did. I thought, this is it. I'm dying. I'm going to be in heaven. And we smashed into that car without almost any ability to stop. And then Pam and I flew up and uh, we took out the windshield. We hit the windshield and knocked it out. And then we go to come back. But Tony and a guy, a guy named Dale, who Corinne knows, Dale, they go flying and they hit the seat and shove us back into the windshield. Now, I've lost consciousness at that point. But when I opened my eyes, I wasn't in heaven. And uh, I really did. I, went, I actually said, bummer. <laughs> I'm hurting. My ribs are broken. Uh, the steering wheel's all twisted over. And I just thought, and I actually said, bummer. And then I looked over, and, and Pam is just bleeding and bleeding and bleeding and crying. And then I looked out the window and saw a fluid there. And I thought, well, is that gas? You know, I have to find out if it's gas because i got to get everybody out of the car if it is. So I have to shove the door open, and I get out. And, and it killed me to get down because of my ribs. But it wasn't gas. But, but then I'm looking, thinking, God, what are we going to do? You know. And so I ran around to make sure Pam was okay. And she's crying, but she said, I'm okay, I'm okay. Then I said to my friend Tony, are you okay? And he goes, Chuck, I can't feel my legs. And he's laying there. He's a big guy. And um, I thought, no. And then Dale comes falling out of the car at that point, and he had bit all the way through his lip. You could see big old huge gash, and blood is just pouring and pouring. And, and then Dale and I, I don't, I, I don't know what took over. All we could think of in that moment is we can't help these people. Where's the girl we hit? And so we went to go find her, and she's sitting on the side of the road. She actually was okay. Um, she's sitting there crying, and uh, I walk up, and I say, are you Okay. And she said, she goes, I am, I am. And I said, I, I just got to ask right now, do you know Jesus? And she, she just kind of had a hard time answering. So Dale leaned over, true story, and, which it's a true story. So uh, he leans over and he goes to talk to her about Jesus, but he starts spraying her with blood. <laughs> and, and she had white on. And, so, and I actually did say, Dale, tell her about the blood of the Lord. <laughs> and uh, I mean, I don't know why I did. And, uh, and, and so he began to try to talk with her. And then the ambulance, the police are coming and the ambulances are coming. And, and we get in, Pam, they put Pam and I in an ambulance together. And we take off. They put Tony in an ambulance because he still couldn't feel his legs. And they take off. And Dale's standing there and there's no ambulance. <laughs> they just left him on the side of the road. Uh, but in that time, Pam said, I felt God like never before. Um, she laid there as a young mom with young children. I know you can relate to this, thinking, am I going to be there for my kids? And God just kept comforting her. You're going to be there for your kids. You're going to be there for your kids. And, and she just really felt the Lord. We got to uh, uh, Queen of the Valley Hospital in the emergency room. A nurse knew us. He comes running in. He's like, Pastor Chuck, Pam, are you guys okay? And Pam goes, I broke a nail. <laughs> Pam's watching. I still die at that. You broke a nail. You're bleeding from your head. You know, I mean, anyway, but, but God showed up. God showed up in that moment. 
And uh, she said, I really experienced God in my life. I really did. I feel like maybe the most spiritual place in all the United States is not a church. It's a hospital. Um, that's where I feel like I've met God more often than not. Um, my little boy, my well, he's now a man and a doctor even, uh, a doctor of philosophy. When he was eight years old, we thought he was going to die. And I'm at Cedarside in a hospital without him because it just kept happening so fast. And they told me, they, they said, we're not sure he'll make it. And we don't think he'll make it till Friday. And um, I remember he and I got on our knees together in the hospital room and started praying, and I felt God. I felt God's comfort because, man, my heart was breaking. I mean, you get that, Ernie, as you're a dad. My heart was breaking, and uh, God was there. Another time God was there, I won't keep going on and on, but I do want to say it. My father, who was one of the strongest men I knew, um, he was wasting away in front of our eyes. He had Crutchfield-Jacobs disease, but no one knew it. It's where your brain is literally almost eaten by these things called prions. And uh, they got to an area of his brain, so he was freaking out all the time. And I got a call from my mom saying, you've got to come, you've got to come. And we drove down to Kaiser and Riverside. And I remember when the elevator doors opened, I could hear my dad screaming. I had never, ever in my life seen my dad afraid. And now he's screaming in terror and screaming in pain. So I ran as fast as I could to the room, and he's shaking and shaking. They've got him strapped to the bed. He's moving that hospital bed. And the nurses are standing against the wall. The doctors are, too. No one wanted to be near him because they didn't know what it was. And I remember I just saying, God, come on. And I, I actually prayed, Lord, either take him or, or heal him. But don't let this keep going on. And I'm crying. I'm crying. And, uh, and then all of a sudden, I felt God. God didn't take him. God didn't heal him. Uh, but God showed up. God showed up. And I knew. Uh, I'm not saying if anybody, even a Christian, sometimes you can have doubts. And I'm not putting that as a bad thing. Wrestle through the doubts. But I never have doubts because he showed up there in a way that I can't ever deny. With my dad, with my son, uh, with us in the car accident. And, and by the way, at other points... And so if I wrestle with anything in my faith, it's not that I doubt God because of those moments that God was so there, so powerful, so amazing. And uh, to me, uh, why, what that has to do with what we're talking about right now is we're talking about behind the scenes. That God, if you understand that, there's a theology of God's will. There's a theology of God's ways and how he works. And we're trying to teach you that on Wednesday nights. And I want you to know it. And I want you to be aware of God showing up. And, and one of the things you need to know is God very often shows up in what I want to call the dark moments the dark times. Uh, I'm going to show you a picture now that'll give you joy. So get ready, have some joy after the sadness. Uh, but it's a picture of Tim. Uh, uh, we had a prayer and praise service just a little while back, and Ava shocked everybody, his junior high daughter, by going to be baptized. She went into the waters of baptistry in her clothes. Uh, she was in my baptistry, and Tim got me out as fast as he could and took over to <laughs> baptize her. Which, how did that feel? And I just see her crying and moving over, and I was just like, oh, my goodness. I couldn't get my guitar off fast enough. And I actually did have a moment where I thought, man, this would be really cool for Chuck to baptize her because she starts to go in. I was like, no way. I'm not missing out on this. <laughs> yeah, so, yeah. So you're right. I jumped up in there, and it was I, – I really can't describe it. You know, clearly the most important thing in the world to me is my relationship with God and then to see people I love in relationship with him. So to see my daughter professing that and doing it, it was amazing. 
Yeah, and then I think it was Alyssa, but I might be wrong, who shot the picture we're going to put on screen right now. So I want you to see it. It's Tim and Ava hugging in the waters of baptism after she's come out. And uh, they're hugging so tight. And to see a father loving on his daughter like that, I mean, that is moving. I know you treasure that picture. But I want to talk about the picture in a little different way. The artistry of it. Uh, it, it's a work of art, that picture. It's an amazing photograph. And the reason is, and here's why, I don't want you to miss it. When you look at Tim and you look at Ava, the reason the emotion is so apparent and so real is because of all the dark areas around it. Now, by the way, you probably didn't even notice the dark areas. You didn't look at the dark areas. But if you look at that picture, you know what you see. You see areas of darkness that make you and your daughter stand out in an incredible way. That's what God does. That's what I want to talk about. God doesn't just dismiss the darkness. All those dark moments you've been through, the times of pain, the times of tragedy, the times you've sinned could be a dark moment. The times someone sinned against you. God doesn't ever let those go to waste. He brings something beautiful that shines out even more in that moment. That's how God works. That's what God does. And I want to have you be in 2 Corinthians chapter 1 with me uh, so we can talk about how God does that and what God does. While you go to 2 Corinthians chapter 1, let me remind you of Romans 8, 28. For God causes all things to work together to good for those who love him. The New Living says it this way, and it's popping up on your screen. And we know that God causes everything to work together for good for those who love God and are called according uh, to his purpose for them. So if you love God and you're ready to commit to God's purpose for you, God said, I'll cause every single thing to work for good, even the hard time, even the pain. Even the heartbreak, even when you mess up, when you mess up, God interweaves his will in the midst of that moment if you let him. And he brings great things, good things, amazing things. God's goodness flows into that moment. Uh, in Jeremiah 29, 11, it says this. It says, for I know the plans I have for you, says the Lord. They're plans for good and not for disaster to give you a future and a hope. God's plans don't go away in the dark times. God's plans can't be deterred or derailed in the dark times. God shows up in the dark times. And he shows up with light and with love. And something stands out in a very, very special way in those moments. So before we read uh, 2 Corinthians chapter 1, let me give you two truths I don't want you to forget. Lock these in your mind. Two truths you, you don't ever want to forget. One, there must be a negative situation for a miracle to occur. You like that? <laughs> it's true, though, isn't it? Uh, you can't, a miracle is a miracle because something, is, there's a problem or there's a negative thing or there's a, he you don't get healed if you're not sick. You, we all agree on that, yeah. So, so God, God knows there must be a negative situation for a miracle to occur, but God is the miracle worker. God's the miracle worker. Uh, the second thing is God can use your sin for good. Uh, I want you to know that. You may think that it's, Things you've done are too far gone for God. Let me tell you that that moment of sin can turn into one of the greatest testimonies ever of the grace of God, the love of God, the power of God, the redemption that God brings, and our healing that God gives. And so what I want you to know is, is that those two things are so true, and I never want you to forget it. And we see that all throughout the Bible. So 2 Corinthians chapter 1, we see the incredible comfort of God the incredible comfort of God. It says, all praise to God, the Father of our Lord Jesus Christ. 
God is our merciful Father and, don't miss this, the source of all comfort. Uh, I, I highlighted that for you. I darkened so you don't miss that. He's the source of all comfort, not some comfort. He comforts us in all our troubles. Again, not some of our troubles. Like, God's the God of comfort even when things fall over, Lauren. Uh, so... <laughs> I just love it. So God is not the God of some comfort. He's the God of all comfort. And it says, so that, why is God of all comfort? Well, one reason is a so that, so that we can comfort others. When they are troubled, we will be able to give them the same comfort God has given us. For the more we suffer for Christ, the more God will shower us with his comfort through Christ. So God just wants to give you comfort. Uh, in that short section, if you uh, were to follow it in the original Greek language, six times the word comfort is used. Six times the word comfort is used. And the Greek word is a very powerful Greek word. It's the Greek word paraclete. Uh, the word paraclete means to come alongside. In other words, how does God's comfort happen? He literally comes near. He comes near to you. He gets with you. By the way, if you haven't caught it, God is not a God who runs from you ever. You and I might not turn to him, but he'll never turn away from you. And so I want you to know he wants you to come to him and he wants to come to you. The Bible says, draw near to God and he'll draw near to you. And so six times that word comfort is used. It's interesting. The word paraclete is also a term we use for the Holy Spirit. So God's Holy Spirit comes. When you're a father in a hospital with an eight-year-old son you think may die, he shows up. When you're in a car accident and you can't understand what's going on, he's there. Um, and I bet money there were times when you guys are in the military, God showed up. He just showed up. And, and so I want you to be aware of that. And so the clear intent of that word is a coming to, a come alongside, a coming bringing comfort. And God's comfort is powerful and God's comfort is real. And I use the word all the time, but I think this really applies. God's comfort is awesome. It is awesome. It is awesome. Um, Laura in uh, the, uh, the Sia ministry wrote a song that I love. Uh, we're talking about songs tonight, but songs minister, songs lift, songs move. By the way, songs can bring healing. I know that as a counselor. Um, but, but I want to tell you the song, Father's Heart Has Me. But what does it say? What's that song say? Uh, and the whole idea is in the suffering, you reach for the broken heart and you're mending every piece. In the suffering... What does God do? He reaches for the broken heart, and then he mends. You guys wrote that song. Man, I'm just blown away. And Isaiah, you too. <laughs> healing and mending. I got in healing. Healing and mending every, every piece. Lord, I'm blown away at that idea. It's not some pieces. It's not even leaving one moment out or one second out. Um, uh, would you share some of the, the words of the song? Because I want people to hear, especially start from the top and move down. Um, it says, in the hurt and the trial and the suffering, you um, reach for the broken heart. You're mending every piece. All things good, I'm confident they flow from you. Uh, I've gone from death to life living in your love. Oh, your love. Yeah, I've gone from death to life living in your love. Yeah. Yeah, so in the hurt, in the trial, in the suffering. And, uh, you know, obviously God's with us in the good times. 
but in the hurt and the trial and the suffering, he's there. The God who comes to you doesn't run from you. The God who calls to you. And uh, you reach for the broken heart, you're mending every piece. And then the next part of the song, okay, I'm going to steal the words. Get ready. All things good. All things good, I'm confident they flow from you. My soul has gone from death to life, living in your love. And I, I think about that idea of what you guys wrote because I, Lori, you and I talked about this, that the song, I love the song back when it came out originally, but I think in this time of COVID crisis, during this time of pain, um, what we feared, listen, please, what we feared was coming has come. And it's, it's COVID is bad. I, I, I really believe it's real. I, I, <laughs> people who don't, I don't get it. It's real. But there's something now that's actually has a greater negative effect and impact. And that is the mental health issues that are coming with it. The anxiety, the depression, the suicide, suicidal ideation, but the number of people taking their life. Uh, a friend of mine uh, works uh, uh, in the funeral industry and they had more suicides in one month than they had all last year. This last month. And um, we, if that is you, by the way, let God, let the Father's heart come to you. Let him be there for you. Um, and, and this song just talks so much about that. It talks about there is love that silenced for, uh, there is a love that silenced fear for all dismayed. There is a hope that shines a light through the darkest of days. There is a peace that calms the storms when the chaos reigns. The Father's heart is pouring out endless grace. And um, then there's the, song, the part about the anxiety. Yeah. There's a love that's breaking all anxiety. It, it is a love so capturing and sets me free. No greater love. No height nor depth can come between the Father's heart. It's claiming every victory. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Smashing all anxiety. Breaking it. Breaking. That's <laughs> why I don't write the song. <laughs> Breaking's way better in the song. <laughs> Glad you went with that than smashing, right? Yeah. yeah. <laughs> but you know what? I, I, want, I want everyone to know that, you know, being a Christian is the most amazing life you could live. And I think it's more amazing in the time of hurt and pain and, and suffering. Um, and then you get closer to Jesus who suffered for us. I, I, I think that's so important to know. And he becomes the God of all comfort, the God who comes near the God who does amazing things for us. So I want you to know that in the darkness, he's the God of all comfort. Uh, if you have uh, uh, your Bibles, I don't know if it will give you time to get there, but you got it on screen. Uh, Isaiah 51 verse 3 says, Indeed, the Lord will comfort Zion. He will comfort all her waste places. And her wilderness, he will make like Eden. Now, now don't miss the, the, by the way, God knows how to write music too. Okay, so those are good words. Those are good words, right? Uh, he makes all her wilderness, he makes like Eden. What does that mean? The wilderness, the waste place becomes like the Garden of Eden. He does that in your life. But don't miss what that means. That means you have to have a moment or a season where it feels like a wilderness. You got to go through the desert to get to the Eden. And, and guess what God does? He guides you and carries you and takes you all the way there. And, uh, he, and then it goes on to say that, you know what else he does? It says her desert will be like the garden of the Lord. Joy and gladness will be found in her thanksgiving and a sound of melody or song. Um, 
Maybe that's why I went to so much song stuff tonight. You know, I don't know. Because God brings a song in the midst of the pain and a melody in the midst of the moments of affliction. And, and God does that. He just loves to do that. And, and so we need to know that. See, if you could hear the voice of Jesus, I want to tell you what you'd hear. And you might have heard it and not known it. It's not a voice telling you how awful you are. It's not bringing a message of condemnation. By the way, let me tell you the words that Jesus has never used. Get ready. Jesus has never spoken this in your heart. He's never said, how could you? We sometimes go, how could I? Other people go, how could you? Jesus doesn't ask that, first of all, because he knows how you could. That's why he died on the cross. It's not like, how could you? No, I died for that one too, you know? Um, and, And so he never says that. But what does he do? He lifts up, he cares, he comforts. Isaiah 50 verse 4 is about Jesus, and it says this. It says, the Lord God has given me, and it's talking about Jesus, the tongue of a disciple, that I may know how to sustain the weary one with a word. He awakens me morning by morning. He awakens my ear to listen as a disciple. Uh, Matthew goes on to quote that passage, and he says this. He says, he will not crush the weakest reed or put out a flickering candle. Finally, he will cause justice to be victorious and his name will be the hope of the world. The weakest reed he will not hurt and a flickering candle he will not put out. Um, You know, like if you had a plant like this and its reed got bruised, it would be falling over. And uh, the Lord actually has the ability to bring life back and strength back, but it's only because he uses care. He does it with care. And that's what the Lord does. He comes to you with care. He comes to you with comfort. Uh, if you've ever blown out a candle and you see that, that little uh, spark at the end and the smoke going up like crazy, and it's like, uh, I don't know if you guys think this, I think the candle's fighting for life. It's fighting for life. And, you know, Ernie and I, we go kill it. <laughs> no smoke alarm going squash off. It. Yeah, yeah, squash it, yeah. But God doesn't go, you're done. He doesn't do that. He fans the flame and brings back the light, and you begin to shine again. Some of you right now, I I don't think it's everybody, but there's some of you right now, this is a hard time to shine out. This is a time you need something to come and restore the flame. And uh, let me tell you what God wants to do. He wants to do that. He doesn't want to put you out. He doesn't want to run from you. Um, That's who he is. Uh, Gary Thomas, I don't even know who Gary Thomas is, but here's a quote from him. He said, flickering wicks don't wear signs. Uh, By the way, for those of you who aren't right now struggling, let me say this. There might be people around you who are more than you know, but they're not wearing a big sign. As a matter of fact, I think one of the things I don't like about COVID is when we put on our mask, I can't see people's face to know what's going on, except for Tracy. She can't hide her expressions. Her eyes show it, you know, so except for you. But, oh, well, anyway, um, but, but a lot of people are walking around covered up, and they were already wearing a mask before COVID. And uh, you know what? Is we need to be careful. We're not the ones who, who bring more hurt, more pain, or we don't have eyes to see. But God does. Jesus does. And, and he comes with all comfort. See, that's what I want you to miss, not miss. Behind the scenes, if you could see it, in the midst of the darkness, in the midst of the times you mess up, I mess up, or I hurt you, or you hurt me, or life just gets too bad. To go on, the Lord's the Lord's there. He's there, and he he won't he won't turn away. He won't turn away. He always comes to lift up. 
And uh, it's amazing to me how this just comes with grace after grace after grace. Uh, there's a story in the Bible, uh, probably uh, many of you know, about a time that Jesus was eating at the home of Pharisee and all the other religious people were there. They actually were trying to catch Jesus in a moment they could attack him. And in the midst of it, a, a woman comes in, which, by the way, let me say this. The men always ate alone, and the women weren't allowed in the room with them. But this woman comes into the room, and she's a prostitute. And uh, she walks up behind Jesus, who is barefooted in that moment, and she has a vial of perfume, and she pours it out, and she gets on the ground and starts crying and taking her tears and taking her hair and washing his feet, and she's touching him in this moment. She's not supposed to be in the room. She's not supposed to touch him. Women did not touch men in public back then. By the way, I, kind of a parenthesis, the only, people who, the only woman who could touch a man in public is a sister could touch her brother. But a, a wife couldn't touch her husband. Um, I guess a mother could touch a son. I don't know. I'll, I'll check that out later. But, but it was just not done. It's certainly not a prostitute touching a rabbi. And uh, the Pharisee, he begins to go, if you knew, if you really were a prophet, he's attacking Jesus. If you really are a prophet, you would know what kind of woman this is. You would know who she is. You, you would despise her. You would kick her out. You would judge her. You would attack her. And Jesus said, Simon, I want to ask you a question. Like he calls him out. And uh, he said, you know, suppose there were two people and one person owed 500 days wages to somebody. And the other owed 50 days wages, and they were both forgiven. Who would love me? Who would love her? Yeah. So, Sarah, what would you say? You already know the answer, right? Yes, I think so. <laughs> <laughs> but I want to answer wrong. The 500 days? Wage? Yes. By the way, you're a CBU student. You wouldn't answer wrong. <laughs> yeah. Maybe, but, maybe I would. Maybe but I, I, would. I just put you on the spot. <laughs> but here's the thing. It's, it is true. The one who owed the more... Yeah. Is, is the one who's going to appreciate it more. Mm -hmm. And so Jesus said, this woman, her sins are many. She has weight. And by the way, this is a wild. She did have more sin than Simon. But the, Simon had sin too. But she was different because she, she appreciated. She was thankful. And it brings me to one of my favorite verses in all the Bible, Luke 7, verse 47. Jesus said, for this reason, I say to you, her sins, which are many, have been forgiven for she loved much, but he who has forgiven little loves little. See, here's what's so wild about that to me. Get ready. Is those of us, and, and by the way, I'm, I'm one of the us, have sinned much. I love Jesus because of all the things he's forgiven me for to this day. Pam, my wife too. We couldn't love the Lord more. Um, sometimes I, I'll be in a decision counseling situation and I'll have someone struggling and they'll look at me and they'll say, if you knew what I did. And I always tell them, look, it's not a contest, but I've done worse. I've done far worse. And I have, by the way. It's not just, and he forgives me. I had a woman one time, you get ready for this or you'll like this. She pointed her finger at me and says, you don't deserve to be a pastor. <laughs> and you know what I said is, you're right. <laughs> Who deserves to be a pastor? Who deserves to be a Christian? Any of us deserve it? No, man, no way. You know, it's like, yeah, that's called grace. And, um, and, and so in that moment when this woman had so many sins, Jesus just had so much love. In those dark times, 
the love of God shows. Uh, Romans chapter 5 says this, The law came in so that transgression would increase, but where sin increased, grace abounded all the more. So that, now what's the so that? So that as sin reigned in death, even so grace would reign through righteousness to eternal life through Jesus Christ our Lord. Yeah, he, um, he came and brought life. He came to bring uh, a grace that would reign in the midst of that moment. And uh, reign is in rule, you know, the reigning is in ruling. But I also think, even though that's not how it says it there, it's like almost this reign of grace, this pouring of grace upon us. And you just stand there feeling clean and feeling cleansed and feeling alive and feeling new. And in that moment, all you can do is thank God for his comfort because he's a God who comforts and comforts and comforts. And by the way, uh, uh, God really does do that. God comes uh, so that in those moments we can know uh, the Father's love, uh, the Father's love that brings that. Uh, and, and, and then I, I love, Laura, uh, Laura, you guys wrote, there's a peace that calms the storm when chaos reigns. And the Father's heart is pouring out endless grace. That's in the song you guys wrote. And, and I think, you know, what is that peace comes, that love comes, all that comes. Second Corinthians 1.4 says this, He comforts us in all our affliction so that we will be able to comfort those who are in any affliction with the comfort which, with, with which we ourselves are comforted by God. Um, I, have, I, I, I learned over the years never to say these words, I know how you feel, unless I know how people feel. By the way, some people go, no, you can't know how I feel. No, there's lots of people who know how you feel. Uh, there's nothing you've ever done, nothing you've been through in, been through that someone else hasn't. But, but how you feel matters. And it feels really good when someone looks and says, I know how you feel. Uh, I have uh, uh, a group of friends I meet with twice a year. I just got back, Tim, you know that. And, and uh, we met in Dallas this year. And uh, one of the reasons we meet together is because we know how each other feels. And we spend a lot of time. Man, I, I love this group of men. We're all pastors, but but nobody puts on a show. You know, we walk in the room and like, let's talk about it. And we'll go around the room and say, are you doing good? Are you doing okay? Or is this a bad season? And, and every single time, about a third of us, it's a hard time. I was in a good time this time. But, uh, when they start talking and, and you're able to say, I, I had that happen two years ago. Or I just had that occur. Um, my oldest son's not walking with Jesus today. And uh, one of my friends just found out his son is now not walking with Jesus. And uh, he said, I just couldn't wait to be with you because I know how you feel. And, and his wife got with him. And, uh, you know, Tim, you brought up before it's true, the greatest joy you'll have is knowing the Lord. And the second or equal, maybe equal to it's when your your kids know the Lord. And uh, when my oldest son doesn't. And it feels really good when someone says, I know how you feel. And then it felt really good for me to sit with uh, two of my friends this last week and say, hey, let's pray for each other's children. I know how you feel. And then, by the way, I, I'll tell you something else that happened. I don't know if this will be meaningful to anybody but me. Another one of my friends there, his kids are doing great. He got really emotional. He said, Chuck, I pray every day for your son. And, and by the way, if I, I, 
this guy's not emotionally typical. And I just sat there and saw in awe of the goodness and the grace of God uh, that, that brings people like that into our lives. And so one of the things that God does that makes the dark time beautiful is he allows us to comfort other people in their tar- dark time. That's where I'm going with this if I haven't done it very well is that when we have that dark time, when we have that hard time, when we have that pain, and then God comforts us, now I get to go do that for someone else when they have their moment. And then it becomes not a waste. It becomes beautiful. It becomes valuable. It becomes meaningful. And so God does that. God does that. Uh we talked about people who are struggling in this season. Listen to these words in 2 Corinthians also. It's 2 Corinthians 7, verses 6 and 7. It says, but God who comforts the depressed comforted us. Um, and he's going to say by the coming of Titus. In other words, God sent somebody to him to comfort him. And he goes, not only by his coming, but also by the comfort with which he comforted he was comforted in you as he reported to us your longing, your mourning, your zeal, so that I rejoiced even more. I just, and Paul said, you know what? I was, I was depressed. By the way, don't miss that. The apostle Paul was depressed. Um, because we all have moments like that. And they might be, they might be more or less, but they're there. Paul was depressed. And God said, I'm not going to let, let go of you, Paul. You're my man. And I'm going to send Titus to be with you. And then Titus is going to talk about what it was like when other people came around him. And that's going to comfort you even more. And and God said, do you you see this? I got you. I've got you. Some of you right now need to know that. You need to know that God's got you. We're going to, um, that song that I love, Father's Heart, I I please, I'm going to ask you, hang with me, guys. Don't click out. Hang in and let God move. We're going to use that as a worship song right now. And uh, we're going to talk to God. We're going to listen to God. We're going we're gonna to get close to a God where he brings this love that's breaking all anxiety. It's a love that's capturing and sets me free. No greater love, no height, nor depth can come between the Father's heart and claiming every victory. So some of you need that right now. Some of you need for him to break the anxiety. Some of you need the peace that calms the storm. Some of you need the comfort that that builds in you, even if you've messed up. And by the way, you're human. Sometimes I think people are way too hard on themselves. God will get you through it. So we want to pray with you after this is over. I want to pray for some of you to give your life to Christ. I want to pray with some of you to, to find healing and in comfort. I want to pray with some of you to recommit your life, but I want all of us now, don't tune out. If you're right with God during this song, I want you to look at every single word and just praise God. Uh, and then I want you to pray for people. Please, you're their intercessor now. You may not even know who it is, but you're going to intercede for them. For all of you believers, that's a that's something we need to do and take seriously. And, and so I'm going to ask you to hang with me in this moment and you intercede but for those who need to be interceded for and, and need to have comfort and care, man, let the words of this song touch you. And let God bring light, love, comfort, peace. Let that happen right now as we sing.
Oh, baby. 
experiencing God's love, then let him come close. The Bible says, draw near to God, he'll draw near to you. Jesus said, I stand at the door and I knock. If anyone would open, he's, he's there for you. You might sense it. I'm hoping you sense it. He's coming so that good, the goodness of God will flow into your life in the good times and the hard times, but never ever will God run from you. This is a God who comes near right now, if you need the Lord for the first time ever, you've never opened your heart to Him, or if you need to recommit your life to Him, so I'm going to ask you to pray a prayer with me where you, you say yes to God. Something powerful happens when you pray that prayer. You could pray it again to commit your life to Christ, to recommit. Uh, if you're married and your marriage isn't going good, what if you look at each other right now and say, let's pray this together. Let's let God come close. Maybe you're uh, right now struggling with something or you've done something you know you shouldn't do. And by the way, I think there's somebody out there, you keep doing it. This week you already said, I'm not going to ever do that again, and you already have done it again. And the Lord loves you. Oh, He loves you. So open up to Him. So if you need healing, you need freedom, you need God, you need forgiveness, you need His help. Let him bring it. Let him bring it to you right now. So I'm going to lead that prayer. And what I want you to do is pray it with me. And again, if you love God, pray for people. Intercede for them right now to pray that prayer. But after I pray the prayer, I'm going to ask you to do something. You can even do it right now. I'm going to ask you to let us know you're praying this prayer. Because there's two steps in coming to the Lord. One is to privately say to God, I want this. The second the Bible teaches is you need to share that you did it. And I'm going to ask you to let us know you said yes to God by texting. Just grab your phone or grab your computer or your iPad. And then I want you to text amen to 69922. Amen means the truth. Amen means for real. And let me tell you what's going to happen when you do that. When you pray that prayer, God's going to come close. When you text it, uh, or you let us know in some way. You can email me at chuckacrossroadschurch.com. When you let us know, here's what happens. It goes deeper. It gets stronger. Uh, it becomes more profound. Something happens. See, when you text us, we're going to get right back to you. And we're going to ask your name. And here's why. You matter. We want to know who you are. It's not about us wanting your information. It's about us wanting to connect with you because you matter. You matter to God. So we're going to get right back to you. And then when you let us know who you are, we also want to give you a gift for free, an electronic copy of The Purpose Driven Life so you can find God's purpose and you can find what God's plan is for you. It's an incredible book. We want to give it to you free. 
but we want you to let us know who you are. We want to connect with you. By the way, even, even virtually, we can become a church family for you. And we want you in our family. We want you in our family. So right now, I'm going to lead that prayer. And if you love God, pray for people to say yes. Let's go to the Lord in prayer. Father, I want to pray for the person tonight that got on or maybe even on demand who's hurting, who has some dark moments in their life and pain and heartache. Maybe they have that anxiety or depression or maybe in this moment they're just lonely. Maybe they've done some things to hurt other people and they're so, they're so bummed out inside themselves they did it. But I pray, oh God, they would know that you are a God who's not going to run from them. You're going to come to them. And I pray right now they would open their hearts to you. They'd commit their lives to you. They would allow you to come bring healing and you to turn this into something that has beauty. Because you can and you do. Right now, I want to pray for you, and I want to pray with you. So I want to ask you right now, if you're ready to say yes to God, pray this prayer with me. Say, Lord Jesus, I know you love me, and I know you died on the cross for me, and you died for my sins. And say, I pray. I pray you'll forgive me and cleanse me completely. I pray you'll heal me from hurt and pain. I pray you'll free me from anything or anyone who's holding me back. But I pray most of all, you'll make me alive, you'll make me brand new, and you'll make me yours. So I say yes. If those are the only words you could say, or you're thinking, no, I should have prayed the prayer and I didn't do it. Just say these words. Say, I say yes. I say yes. I say yes to you, and I say yes to the life you have for me. So take me now make me yours. In Jesus' name, amen. Which means the truth. It means for real. And praise God if you prayed that prayer. I mean, seriously, praise God if you prayed that prayer. But text us. Text us amen to 69922. Or if you can't do that, email me at chuckacrossroadschurch.com because I want to hear from you. And we care about you and we really do want to be able to connect with you. So praise God for your decision. And I want to thank everybody for being with us right now. We love that we get to be together. I want to thank yeah, all you guys for being here uh, and that we got to share this time together. And next week, Ernie, New York State. Yes. New York State. Hot seared, man. We're going for it. Uh, so if you need the recipe for the marinade, which is off the charts incredible, uh, that's available on our social media sites, uh, which would be... Uh, um, Instagram, Crossroads CA, at Crossroads CA, and on Facebook, Crossroads Christian Church. Okay, all right, there you go. Good, good, good. Yeah, so we have that for you. I'd love for you guys to look at that. But you know what? Uh, before we sing one more song of worship, I want to say this. May you live knowing and experiencing the God who causes all things good to flow into your life. May you know that hope. May you know that peace that calms the storm. May you know the Father's heart is filled with love for you. For you. God bless you guys.